pod. Some outer space. What is up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. I am one of the Killer Pod crew. My name is Jeff. With me, as always, is the rest of the Killer Pod crew. Go around the table, starting with my man, Vinny. What's up? We got all the boys in the hotline this evening. Another war game's coming at you. How you doing there, Jeffrey? I'm good. I want to know who the war games is coming at, though. The people listening. The it's people. Not coming on them? Or on them, whatever they prefer. Coming on them. <laughs> who else is here? I'm good. I'm good. Who else is who else is good? Gotta hoo hoo. always good. I was waiting. I mean, you didn't even introduce us. I guess we're just I guess we're past that now. We're past we that. got brother Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, the problem is you just can't leave Vinny alone. You gotta give I know. I feel like he's. Lo- I feel like he's lonely there in the basement, all by himself. I just kind of look around. Yeah. They're like just nasty cat. They're yeah, thinking about like deep. putting a putting a mirror in front of you and just staring into your own dead eyes while you do the podcast with us. I don't want to do that. <laughs> You should put a, a picture of us on on the street. Oh, yeah. I can just tape it to the chairs. Yeah. I'll eventually be back in the, the studio. I'm just lazy. Also, my back's killing me today. But... We got those beers. I know. I know. Well, this episode, I mean, it, it's the truth be told, it got pushed back three times this week. So. What's everybody been doing? Such... Sean? Sean's with us. I like it when Vinny gives me a hotline. I know, me too. He's all befuddled. I thought Jeff was going to introduce. He's befuddled. How long you been? How long you been drinking? Mm, not long, like forty-five minutes. Since Jeopardy ended. Oh, you're a hot oh. You don't drink during Jeopardy? Is that like a rule? No, I was eating. Yeah. And I, I was really strong the last two episodes, so I was like dialed in. And then this episode, I had a dud. Is the quality of Jeopardy still what it was, or has it taken a nosedive? It's good when uh, Ken Jennings is the host. When what's her name from Big Bang is the hostess, not good. And yeah, she thinks fine. She's fine. Yeah, it's just I'll be a hater. It's just not Ken Jennings. No, I like Ken a lot, but her jokes. We actually just passed. We actually just passed the um, two-year anniversary of our Prince. Alex Trebek. Two years already? Feels like two years ago, yeah. Died in 2020. Damn. Uh, In November 2020. I still have my fantasy football team named after him. Uh, The picture is a, my logo is a picture of uh, like 80s Trebek. Yeah, and my my team name is called Mustache Riders in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Good one. Mm-hmm. You guys want to dive into some beers tonight? 
Yes, sir. Go for it. All right, Pete, what do you got? Well, I have a special little diddly that uh, was gifted to me by Sean's dad the other night. Um, not even sure if he remembers giving it to me. <laughs> he definitely doesn't. <laughs> because it was a special beer he was saving. And he was like, I'm going to give this to Peter. <laughs> As I was leaving uh, about three innings before the Phillies shot the bed. Um, what I got here is, I think Sean had it on an episode prior, but Attack of the Strawberry Blonde from uh, Cult Classic Brewery. Um, you were saying that they have all sorts of uh, like old school horror posters and stuff there, Sean? Yeah, the whole brewery was done up with like cult cinema uh, movie posters, and all their beers were named after like cult movies. Uh, really cool place. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's delicious, and there's some um, some titties on the on the can, so hmm. you know. I mean, yeah. they're, 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 they're covered. They're covered. Some, some <laughs> it's tasteful. Some, yeah, it's tasteful. But I, I thought that was a really great take on like a lawnmower beer. Oh, fantastic! Very light, crisp, and very different from what I've had the last couple times on the episodes. I've been having like yeah. imperial stouts and shit. Sean, what do you got? Oh, I'm still uh, taking it easy on the beers. Um, for another week, but I stayed local and I made myself a little cocktail with blue coat dry gin mm. out of what is that Philadelphia distilling company? I don't know. I think they're the ones who do it. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia distilling over in Northern Liberties with a little limoncello LaCroix and a twist of lemon. Very nice. Mm. Yeah, real, real fancy. Not, yeah. uh, not seasonal, but. Is that, is that the regular blue coat or the barrel aged? Just the regular. I never had the barrel aged, but the the, uh, the standard blue coat is a nice item. Nice dry gin. They also have another one that the bottle says made for seltzer. Hmm. Like made for gin sodas, I guess. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I made a twist on that tonight. Nice. Love me a gin cocktail. Oh, yeah, big time. Jeffrey, what do you got? I got an empty PBR pint glass in front of me. Uh, <laughs> just, just been too lazy to get up off the couch to go to the fridge, but there is a uh, spiked Arnold Palmer in there waiting for me. Okay. Mm. When, I, when I decided to get up off my booty. Uh, but I did have a, a pre-dinner beer down at the uh, New Rebel Hill on Bridge Street, which is killer, by the way. Uh, they have a porter called Too Close to Call, and it is quite delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. My Arnold Palmer just magically showed up in my hand. Ah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. how that happened. Yeah, original half and half. I can't wait to get down to that, that New Rebel Hill spot. Yeah, very good. Um, we're already regulars in there. Everyone knows our name. Pretty, it's been open for like three days. <laughs> Food's good? But I have not eaten there yet. Okay. Small menu, which is nice. I don't I don't want to have a big full bunch to do. But yeah, some, some people got some food around us and it seemed like it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I dig it. But I like that they're doing, uh, this is just a personal thing, because the wing prices are out of control. So they're just doing a, a pound for 12 bucks. So that seems fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. Because that way, it, because, uh, a lot of the wings um, have been very small in mm-hmm. your grocery stores and dining establishments. So that way, if it's a small batch, you'll be getting a little bit more quantity. But yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Is it going to come to the point where it's, where it's going to be like lobster, where wings are just market price? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, I've seen 18 for 10. Like, that's insanity. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know how um, other people feel about this, but I like every, if you, every once in a while you go to a place where they have the wings still together. Hate it. I love Can't a V-cut wing. It. Love a V-cut wing. But not when I'm like there yeah, for like... I- Buffalo I like wings. The tip. I like to chew the skin off the tip. Oh yeah, I, I eat the right the, but I the tip right off. But if I'm getting buffalo wings at like a brewery or a bar, I don't want V cuts for that. Yeah, and I, I just associate. What I mean. If I'm doing, if what's that? I was gonna say if I'm doing it at home, that's fine. But yeah, yeah if I go out, I want flats and I want drums. Like that's what I want. I, I also want associate V cuts with some of the finest uh, family meals at work. Mm. All right, for my right. beer tonight, I got a little collab drawn here. It is uh, Pennsylvania Nights Hazy Double IPA from uh, New Trail Brewing Company out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania, in collaboration with Other Half. Uh, their Other Half are juggernauts in the IPA business based out of Brooklyn, but a newish uh, opening in Center City, Philadelphia. Or I guess South Philly, right? But two IPA juggernauts here. Uh, let's see what's in this one. You got some Nelson, some Nectaron, which I'm not sure I've even had that before. Citra and Centen- Centennial. Eight and a half percent. It's got a nice uh, Philadelphia skyline with some rolling hills and mountains. Very fitting for a Pennsylvania night. But these two teamed up. This has got to be good. I uh, I saw other half and human robot are doing a collab. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah, like that. And then Broken Goblet and Rebel Hill did a collab that should be coming out. Oh. Apparently. That's cool. I will definitely get my hands on that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they're actually doing for the release. They're having like a free show. So. Sweet. Yeah. Anyone got anything on the music or news front? Uh, Music-wise, I I didn't listen to it yet, but it's charting and getting really good uh, feedback. Jerry Only from the Misfits put out a solo record, and apparently it's sweet. I have to check it out. A lot of of good reviews, a lot of people I respect saying they really like it, so check that one out. Was that just dropped? Yeah, like two days ago, three days ago, something like that. Okay. I mean, whatever, whatever music was that, like Tuesdays, Tuesday, Tuesday, maybe last Tuesday. Yeah, maybe last Tuesday. I'm always down for a fresh listen. Um, I, you know, I don't know how I, how I feel about these um, these cruises, but this. Headbangers boat is pretty legit. I don't know if you guys seen this. I didn't see that one. I mean, Headline, I've seen the, the various head, metal cruises so that this happen. Is, 
So this is headlined by Lamb of God performing two sets, one of which is Ashes of the Wake in its entirety. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Mastodon, Testament, Hatebreed, Gore, Municipal Waste, Shadows Fall, God Forbid, Gate Creeper, plus a bunch of other bands. Dying that's, Wish. That's pretty dope. Is it sailing out uh, of Europe, though? Leaves. No, it leaves uh, from Miami on next Halloween. Huh. That's pretty cool, actually. But uh, yeah, that just got that just got uh, announced. Uh, you think the bands stay on the ship or get helicoptered in? Yeah, like, because it sails siege style. Because it sails, it sails from there to the Bahamas. So yeah, I've uh, I've, I've heard it's uh, what's the word? It's like unspoken rules. Like don't do certain things. Don't overstay your welcome uh i mean i've never even been on a cruise but i've heard these things it's kind of like yeah okay, I mean, everyone's friendly but don't don't i mean i would dude. think that i would think that the bands would probably have some sort of like because I, I doubt that, they probably have a deck like, blocked off the, for them yeah i doubt the cruise sells out like a full cruise uh, yeah, i mean because... maybe it does i don't know but like would... i would think that the bands get like a private lounge where they can drink and eat yeah and certainly sure, people, yeah. certainly people certainly they may want to venture out but yeah i mean you want to go and get a selfie with them like that's fine but don't like try and chill with them yeah Nobody yeah, yeah they gotta have because like you would think that code would be like they're living amongst you on this boat like don't be hassling them when they're trying to get you know to the buffet right or whatever but like yeah. people don't know how to live <laughs> So act, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they definitely have, have to have their whole own dining area and hangout area, all of that. Yeah, but I'm only basing what I just said off of uh, people that posted like stories from like the uh, Jericho Rock and Rager thing. Yeah, where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, like, said hello, got a picture, and yeah, moved along. Yep. That's a cool lineup, though. I mean, that would be pretty sick. Um, yep. That's all I have. Uh, I do have a, uh, fun thing I watched. Um, unless we're, uh, unless anybody else still has some news. Uh, the news front's pretty light other than the new Nick Cage movie. Um, oh yeah, that got got announced as being being directed by Osgood Perkins. That's all we know. So that'll be hitting... Couple of years probably from now, but yeah, news is light. Um, so I watched um, um, Bullet Train. Uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Brad Pitt. Uh, I don't know. It's got it's got it's got a fun cast. I forget who else is on it off the top of my head right it's now. A big but, cast. Um, yeah, it is a solid fun watch exactly like if you're looking for something uh like action-packed but also just like light you know not um you know i'm 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 following watching you know 31 days with a horror movie every day so i'm just trying to like watch some lighter stuff i also just finished watching the um lord of the rings series on amazon which was good um 
<laughs> and I'm also watching, and I'm as I watch it, I'm I, I can't believe that Vinny hasn't started watching this yet because I know I've talked about it before, and it's so yeah. up his alley. Is um, it's called uh, City on a Hill, uh, Kevin Bacon joint on Showtime. Um, Kevin Bacon just plays such like a kind of endearing piece of shit. Like he's a great, he's his acting comes through really well with this character. Uh, he's like a crooked FBI agent, but just like plays it so perfectly well. Um, I mean, I know for sure Vinny would love it, but uh, you know, it's on its third season now. Yeah. I, I gotta get on season. it. I mean, I have a bunch of shows to crush and then, my delight for that one is just another thing I gotta sign up for. But yeah, I just re-signed up for it to watch the third season. Yeah, I mean, if I um, go on another binge streak of a show, maybe I'll crush that one. But uh, I'm still watching The Midnight Club, which I really, really enjoy, especially if you still want to keep going post uh October with some horror. Keep it going with that one. It's, yeah, it's I'll probably pick, I'll probably pick that up next. I mean, he he just is is so good. Uh, really good show. And then, oh uh, yeah, I started The Watcher, which everyone's yeah, talking I just about. That. Yeah, I just finished that. Did it finish strong? Uh, it's I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I mean, it's a true story, and if you know how it ends how the true story went then i don't i've been resisting uh, the urge to look it up but i plan on uh i i i thoroughly enjoyed watching it till the end so yeah it's fine okay i know there were uh, like three or four years ago one of the true crime podcasts um i forgot the name off the top of my head did a really in-depth uh three-part series on that whole ordeal that's apparently yeah. really good and dives in deep so I might give that a listen when I'm done the show. And then yeah, big cast in that too. Yeah, lots of shows though. Yellowstone, Yellowstone, Shooter, Shooter coming back. Yeah, Shooter as the lazy cop. Sean, right, you got anything over there? I feel like after we finished the K vs J with the Phillies going on, I really haven't been watching a lot, but I've been picking up on my reading a little bit. I got a couple of comics recently. I've been reading, uh, the haunted Knights, Batman comic and secret wars, a Marvel comic. Both been pretty dope. Nice. Sweet. Secret wars is the next Avengers movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do a little research. Like, no, like I, full, full Avengers. I mean, not spinoff. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't know if that's an, I forget. That is one of the upcoming ones that they announced in their Q4 series. Oh, and I've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny because I never watched that on the first time around. So, God, I love that show. Have you, do you listen along to the podcast at all, too? No. I should add no, it, though. No, their podcast is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, their podcast is funny. It, um, for a while, it was my going to bed show, but I had to stop doing that because then I would just, like, crush, like, three episodes and not go to bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, and I made sure to rewatch the uh the OH Phillies 
the uh, the World Series episode from a couple of years ago. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. I watched that before game six and, you know, gave me a lot of good vibes. And then, you know. Those yeah. vibes were quickly squashed. But no, otherwise, it's been real light. I don't know how anybody has the time. Well, I do have a, um, a a quick little well I got you here thing. I dig it. Ooh. And um You got me. <laughs> it's uh I think this is a polarizing subject, actually. Um I feel passionate about it in uh one way. And I think that this is gonna be a split decision. Or maybe I'll be singled out alone in how I feel about it. But with Thanksgiving coming up. I wanted to ask you guys: Is mac and cheese a Thanksgiving side? Well, I'll jump in there. For me, it never has been. Now, would I mind it on the Thanksgiving table? Certainly not, especially if it's a good mac and cheese. But just growing up with my family, we've never had it. I haven't done it at the various Thanksgivings that I've hosted since then. It just hasn't made it on the table. But I wouldn't mind if it was there. Yeah, I think the my answer is probably the same. Traditionally, no, we never did mac and cheese. But these days, like, when we do Friendsgiving, we always make mac and cheese. It's always, yeah, it always goes over well. Yeah, Friendsgiving always, you know, opens up uh, a little f- further options. But yeah, I, like, I'll go in, into a little – first of all, it's already a starch-heavy meal. Yes. Because you're not giving up stuffing. Stuffing is <clears throat> the number one side. Agreed. In my opinion. I agree. Um, mm, mashed potatoes. But that's also Mashed starch. potatoes, also starch. And my biggest thing about the mac and cheese, and not that it would be gross, but every the reason for all the sides is to just be a vehicle for gravy. To put gravy all over your entire plate. And I feel like you don't really want to put gravy on top of mac and cheese. No, that doesn't go. So, well, so speaking of not going together, uh, Jeff, maybe you would, your family would have been in the same boat. But growing up, did you always have some kind of pasta component on the Thanksgiving table? Because we always had stuffed shells, which is weird. No, uh, but it was no, always there. No, because thank. Thanksgiving was my uh, mom's mom's thing, so my grandmother and okay. they were not. Yeah, yeah when we were, it was very Thanksgiving, very traditional. Stuffed shells were always there for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Heard that. I don't hate that, but but it does not mix like like pizza. What we know, having all no. of, all the components components mushing together on the plate, you don't want to, you don't want a stuffed shell crossing paths with your stuffing. Now, um, for your green bean as long as we're on the topic, as long as we're on the topic, if you're gonna if you're gonna have uh, sweet potatoes or yams, are they whipped or are they roasted and candied? Roasted and candied, preferably. In, in... I always hated the roasted and candied. So I, I would still probably go whipped, but I've definitely come around to it. Uh, I, so I, I grew up always going over my grandmother's. And like she made, first of all, it was always way too many sides. There was like spinach casserole, green bean casserole, whipped sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. I'm like, all these things are soft. Why? Are they, <laughs> you know, 
so you need that's, a crunch that's why factor I like here. a roasted. Maybe not even maybe not even um, candied, but even just a roasted yam. So like because the mashed potatoes and the, you know, um, but at these days, you know, I just like mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey gravy, some green beans. Maybe not even green meat casserole, just some green beans with some um, caramelized onions or something. Um, but I also, you know, as, as does Vinny, like I also exist in a realm where I'm making Thanksgiving dinner for hundreds of people every year. So yeah, I try and keep my own pretty simple. Now, can we all agree that the jellied cranberry sauce was the thing, not the, uh, the whole cranberries? Um, I like cranberry sauce homemade, but bread. no, I do now, but growing up, it was always the jellied. Um, I never even ate it growing up. It was there on the table and I never touched it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I didn't, skipped it. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even I didn't know there was another form until, until like, like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. I didn't know there was any other form of cranberry sauce until like, I don't know. I don't college. think anybody. Yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was really much of a thing. I even like you know, almost sometimes a chutney is nice, like with a, with some like diced up onion mm-hmm. and oh, herbs yeah. in there, you know, like sweet and savory, certainly with the turkey, you know? Oh yeah. Um, on a sandwich. It's, yeah. The, the next day sandwich stuff. brings it all together. Oh, that's what, you know, you know, I'll tell you what, and not that we need, I didn't mean to get into a whole Thanksgiving conversation, but you know what I do? This is my tradition is that within the day or to after Thanksgiving, I make a giant Thanksgiving omelet. Oh, and it's yeah. really fucking good. Hmm. I'm all, I'm all about the day after sandwich. Yeah. The uh, turkey carcass soup, I think, is my favorite days after Thanksgiving yeah. thing. Yeah. We always end up with so much leftover turkey at work that um, I'll do like this. Um, homemade like my own kind of version of a pot pie but i just i make a biscuit dough raw and i put like turkey and gravy and veggies like a casserole and then i put the raw biscuit dough on top and bake it so like the the biscuit dough bakes but the bottom is just like a little soft it's cooked but it's soft from the where it's touching the sauce and Mm -hmm, it's crispy mm -hmm. on top man Mm -hmm. it's fucking good it is eating season for sure. Turkey, I mean, I think a lot of people grew up with bad turkey. And and so a lot of people have don't like Thanksgiving at all food. Uh, I find in conversation. Yeah. Um, when it's done so, right, I mean, it's it's a nice item. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, the, the... I find oven roasted. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I find the oven-roasted turkey usually gets pretty bland. It's just hard to impart flavor that deep into, like, a, a big-ass turkey like that. So I, I usually when I cook them, I've gone different routes where I'm going to throw one on the smoker this year. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's a the, really good way to do it. Just make sure you brine it first. Yeah, done, yeah I'm going to brine it. Uh, I bought a big bird, too, so I'm a little bit worried about how long it's going to cook. But my smoker gets pretty hot, so. Hey, the other thing for 
some of you amateur cooks out there, if you are bothered by how long it takes to cook a whole bird, Spatchcock. look up how to break down a bird and like do one section in the oven, one section on the grill, fry one piece. Like you don't have to do the whole thing one way. Yeah, I was considering uh, going uh, the spatchcock method, but it's yeah. way too big for the grill. So I'd yeah, probably just do it half. I'd probably have to part it in half, and then maybe do half in the oven and half. That's a good idea. I might do that. Yeah, that, that then, way you have two different you two different flavor do, profiles. Like yeah. you know, a lot of people don't have the room at their house to do a brine, but you could brine a breast. Um, that always helps impart flavor. Um, yeah, definitely or, uh, brine. Yeah, what just happened? <laughs> I think, think I was blacked anyway. out for the last five or six minutes. <laughs> yeah, wait, where's yeah, I could talk about this for the next hour. I have a lot of thoughts. On Jeff that. muted us and went and took a dump. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just sitting here watching out old Iron Chef. <laughs> See, he's another oh, two. So you're in, you're, you're in the, you're in the culinary thought process right now too. Yeah, you're, you're here with us. All right. Well, there's our Thanksgiving um, tips and tricks. If you need any more advice, just uh, hit any of us up on Follow the on, on the Instagram. Follow Pete on Instagram. Yeah. He's always cooking something good. We just started a new podcast. Oh yeah. I had some beef stew over mashed potatoes tonight. I had some chili and cornbread. I had. I had Wawa. Mm. I, I, I said, I'll save that question for another pod. I made a pumpkin soup with uh, pancetta. Oh, look at you. See? We all got it. All right. On that note, let's dive into some war games here. But Mm -hmm. we're going to do a quick break, and then we'll be back at you with the war games. And we're back. So we are doing a war games this evening. Little um, break after the Halloween season full of our favorite horror genre. We're going to dive into some comedy, or I should say mostly comedies, I think, from Adam Sandler. We got an Adam Sandler War Games top 10. Why? <laughs> That's a bad impression. <laughs> so, Adam Sandler, quite the career. He's been going at it for a long time. He's had some. He's really made a life for himself. Oh yeah. So and and I'm I'm all, you know happy for him. He's had some some runs of bangers at two different periods of his career. Then he had a pretty long lull to only come back recently with some uh, not so comedic uh, drama pieces that have really blown up uh, one in particular but it, even in that lull like he was just doing his thing um, making movies in in some fun filming locations in the Caribbean uh, and just bringing his boys along that you know the, the familiar names and faces that are in his movies and getting to make the movies with his friends in cool locations and a lot of them were duds, but who cares? He was having fun. Yeah, not to mention his production company, Happy Madison. And I feel like, I feel like we could do like a whole list of just like Sandler adjacent movies. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, the uh, Happy Madison. I mean, if that was included, I could tell you right now, Grandma's Boy would be top of the list. Yeah. What was that? Excuse me. Yeah. Pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jeff, you want to take over on the uh, list duties here? Yeah, man. Uh, we're doing top 10. So you know how it be. Uh, the quantity over quality pick, the number one pick, or money in the bank. But that is out of play because Pete is still hanging on tight to it. I think he's cashing in tonight. I got a feeling. I don't know. Mm, we'll see. We will see. But to just. To, uh, to figure out who's picking where, we got to have some trivias. So here it comes. This Adam Sandler character sang the news on Saturday Night Live. Opera Man. Wow. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Peter? Um, well, can we, can we, uh, I know it's the same as the last couple of weeks, but so it's 10 and 9. Is that, is yeah. that, so, you have uh, quantity versus nine. quality. So, that's 10, 9, uh, 6, and 3. You have the uh, kind of uh, no man's land, the B spot that would normally be money in the bank. And that is 8, 5, and 2. And then the A slot for the number 1 overall, you got 7... Four and one. All right. Well, I'm going to take quantity. Okay. All right. Um, because I could still snatch that number two. Who knows? And, sure. um, and you know what? I have two. I have two at, that I think are perfect for the bottom of the list. One of which I don't think maybe is on no one's radar. Um, yeah, that'd be surprising um, but, from but a, we, Adam Sandler. But we still have um, to decide the next pick. So, All right. So, to decide that pick, the film, epic film, Billy Madison. What color is Miss Lippy's car? Is what? Oh, uh, it's blue, isn't it? Or no, the duck is blue. Can I, I answer it if they don't know it? I I, I couldn't hear I the mean, question. I'll give. Oh, what fuck. color is Miss Lippy's car? Mm, I'm just gonna say green. I thought yellow. Well, it's green. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Lippy's car. Is green. Billy likes to drink soda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I get that, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, I was thinking blue, and then the duck is blue. Yeah, the, the duck is blue. I never saw, I've always I saw wanted a blue to, duck before. Yeah, so I always wanted to see a blue duck, so I made the duck blue. Was it a, was it a Volkswagen? Did she drive a bug? I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Did they even show it? I don't even remember. Yeah, I do kind of remember being green, so that's what I went with. So I don't want number one, so let's stick Vinny with number one. 
Okay. I'll take right. B. Alrighty. One second. Now we just get the year here. Now we're just uh, waiting on a friend. I got a maniacal plan here, and I think it's going to draw that money in the bank. I think Pete's going to come running down the ramp. If I get him to finally give it up. I'm, 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 I'm vinning this list with a dark horse at the, for the oh first my pick. Sure is. Hubie Halloween? <laughs> uh, so, okay. You disapprove, you disapprove, Jeff? I watched that last night. I didn't hate it. I want I to watch it. it. I, I just don't have I don't have the the time to be like justifying watching it. Didn't hate it. I mean, there's a uh, lot do, of good callbacks. Do, I mean, all those boys are in that. Do I, uh, Pete? Are you asking if I disapprove with the pick that you just gave me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't disapprove at all. But it's an absolute dark horse. Yeah. The bottom number of the list, classic. Yeah, number ten. Um, from 96, Pete's pick. Co-starring Damon Wayans. Bulletproof. Ooh, I approve. It's a good, it's a good movie. It is. And it's a, and it's the, and it's rated R Sandler, which is you're seeing for the first time. Um, I remember seeing this and I was like, I'm not supposed to be watching this. Like, like, you know, my parents like were fine with me, I guess, watching because they knew like, so many of the jokes and, you know, like the classics, Happy Gilmore and stuff, would go over your head as a kid. And it's just kind of looked at it in the light of, like, Tommy Boy. Like, oh, yeah, sure, it's innocent enough for them to watch. But I remember, I think that they were like, I think I rented this from Blockbuster, and they just saw Adam Sandler and didn't, like, recognize that it was rated R. And I was watching, I was like, oh, my God. Um, dirty jokes in this movie. Um Basically, the premise is uh, Damon Wayans is like a federal agent, and um, he's undercover in a drug ring. Uh, Adam Sandler's his uh, contact with uh, uh, James Caan, who's running, who runs the the gamut of this uh, drug ring, and uh, um, it, and it's the opening sequence, so it's not a spoiler if you haven't seen this movie. But, um, uh, you know, the cops go in on, on this uh, raid, this drug deal. And, um, uh, in fact, I think, I can't remember. Uh, I know Damon Wayans, like, reveals himself as a cop, and, and Adam Sandler's like, you traitor, I can't believe you. And um, Damon Wayans ends up getting shot in the head but survives. And uh, his last memory is that Adam Sandler, he thinks Adam Sandler shot him, which isn't the case. I think Adam Sandler actually, um, like, ricocheted or, like, blocked the guy's gun or whatever, which made it less of, like, a more, less direct headshot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so there's this whole dynamic kind of between them that um, after he comes back to the force that he ends up having to transfer Adam Sandler and, like, you know, um, it's almost kind of like a midnight run situation, classic, uh, Rob De Niro movie. Um, and he's, uh, you know, comedy ensues, you know, they're, they're, they, they grew to be brothers, uh, in untruth because Damon Wayans was playing them. 
even though Damon Wayans really did get to kind of uh, like him a little bit, and they end up, you know, it's a good, like, buddy, uh, dark-ish comedy, but but definitely straight comedy, um, buddy movie. Um, highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a perfect uh, number 10. Yeah, this is a great way to start the list. I mean, as far as Adam Sandler goes, besides the, uh, you know, some of those duds that we mentioned, this is underrated and underseen, and people should check it out. Let me look it up. I think this one falls under the... I think this one falls under the radar a little bit because it, it came out like right around the same time as Bad Boys and like Rush Hour and yeah, else yeah, it's came true. Out right around that time. Um, that one with uh, Mark Blue Lawrence. Streak. That was a couple Blue of Streak. Yeah, Blue Streak. Yeah, that was fantastic a couple years later, movie. But... I love that movie. So it's not streaming anywhere, but um, it is available to rent. On demand, so recommend it for sure. Good pick, Pete. I dig it. I was thinking about seeing right. that. Well, in I hope one. you, I hope you guys feel the same about this next one because <laughs> it's a little newer, but it's. I think it's also very good and important for our culture. So, I am going to second that. As a matter of fact, because I low key love this movie. Not even going to lie. Number nine, Peter, coming through again. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. (laughs) I love it, baby. So this movie, you know, 2007, um, at least the three three of us, not, not Jeff excluded, are graduating high school that year. Um, entering, you, know, you go going to college where, you know, not that, not that um, I not that we grew up here in Bucks County in like a heated, homophobic, um, culture, but you know you're calling you know you grow up in middle school and high school and you're you're saying oh that's gay and this is gay and that's gay, and you're not thinking about whether that's hurting people saying that shit or not. Obviously, we're way we're a way more woke culture now, for lack of a better term. Um, but we're also entering college that year, and you know, lots of people are coming out. College is a time for people to come out. So I think that this movie came out in a, uh, the right time um, to spread, you know, the the word. I mean, even though it's probably not done necessarily in the best way. You know, because there's still plenty of homophobic shit that goes on in this movie. But um, to to explain why I'm saying all this, um, basically, uh, Adam Sandler is plays like kind of a womanizer um, ca- kind of character in this movie. He's part of a part of a uh, firehouse in New York City. Uh, Kevin James is a recent widow or widower uh, with two kids. Uh, one of which uh, is clearly gay or <laughs> going to be, you know, going to come on out his way. You know, as, as, when he gets older. Um, and they find themselves, uh, Kevin James's character finds himself struggling with, uh, 
you know, trying to ha- have the proper health insurance and, and all this stuff and uh, being able to do the right things for his kids as a, without having a, a wife anymore. And so they find a loophole and secretly get married uh, so that they can reap the benefits of being a married couple. And, um, you know, funny things ensue, but the lesson learned is that, you know, the guys in the firehouse find out and they have to straight up pretend that they can't tell them because they can't let the law find out that they are, um, you know, saying, you know, not telling the truth. Uh, so like when the fireman that they work with, who is like, it's all the, it's the whole gang. It's all the whole gang of Samus buddies. Um, plus Bing Rains. Plus Bing Rains. Who yeah. is gay. Yeah. Who, yeah, who is gay. Yeah, in the movie. And, uh, and, and hilariously so, you know, singing naked in the shower. And um, so I just think, you know, like it ends up with them having to defend each other. And it's also, uh, it's also a movie about brotherhood and what you'll sacrifice for your best friends and how, you know, it's, it's, it's full of lessons that are, that are peppered in and funny stuff. Um, and my point being that I think that this movie helped, you know, kind of open up certainly some minds, you know, I mean, I grew up with, uh, parents who had gay friends and stuff, but you know, I think some people might have seen this movie and that, and like it, you know, may have opened their minds to, you know, being open to gay marriage or gay, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, love this movie and it's a great, um, it's not, a, not, not the best, but it's, it's a great movie. I think it's also a great number nine pick. Yeah, I think, I think this movie is a ton of fun. Uh, a lot of laughs, great, great supporting cast, like you mentioned. Oh, yeah, Jessica Biel, hot as hell. So um, that super, Jessica Biel is ace. one piece of ace. <laughs> and if it wasn't established before, this movie, like, really put her on top of that yeah. aspect. Uh, I mean, just stunning woman. Uh, the only reason this didn't make my list narrowly is because I think this is a Kevin Smith or um, Kevin James movie um, more so than Adam Sandler. And, and, and the persona that Adam Sandler's character is doing just doesn't fit him. Doesn't fit him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I probably it's like agree almost, it's like awkward seeing it, him play that. It's kind character. of forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I still enjoy the movie, but more so Same. for Kevin Same. James. I mean, but he comes around in the end, like, you know? Yeah. Well, every, everybody does. That's what's so yeah. great about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buscemi plays a great uh, foil to them. Yeah, in this. Yeah, Buscemi's which out is, of which his is mind funny, in this. <laughs> which yeah. is funny because you know, it's, instead of being part of the gang, he's trying to like try to guy. catch yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's good also stuff. Funny is that he was a, he was a New York firefighter too. Oh, really? True. I think he was the first yeah. responder at 9/11, wasn't he? Um, yeah. No, he had already started. He came in, movies, but uh, he, he, came in. he came in. Yeah, he yeah. came in. Yeah, he came back to help with the cleanup. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, good stuff. 
Good way to start the list for plus sure. A, Sean, don't let us down. Plus a super, a super fun uh, Canadian wedding. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, and I still, uh, there, there's so many things I can just say in general that are isms or, or whatever you want to say from Adam Sandler's movies that I use every day to like weekly. And one of them is in this movie is I still refer to dollars as doll hairs. Oh, uh, uh, is that where that comes from? Uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob Schneider, he's, and he, he says that'll be three hundred doll hairs. He's like, that's a lot of doll hairs. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't say circle without doing the whole uh, circle. A circle. A circle. That's a triangle. A circle. <laughs> a circle. So you know he is like half Filipino, so that's not none of that stuff's racist. No, I know. It's all cool. Um, so, Sean has the next pick, number eight. It's uh, our first selection in the I'm not really a funny guy anymore, Adam Sandler. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, it's going to be uh, the newest Adam Sandler movie, I believe, Hustle, 2022. Oh, that's what I was going to go with my number seven. I thought I was going to get yelled at. Good on you. I Well, I don't know that I would have put it any higher than this, and I don't know if this movie wasn't about the 76ers if it would have made the cut but i enjoyed the hell out of this movie it's a great sports movie uh it's a great it's, it's kind of like a reimagining of rocky just in a basketball sense with a basketball scout and it you know focuses less on the player and more on you know him being a scout um <clears throat> but anyway uh adam sandler plays a scout for the sixers stanley sugarman uh, and he's worked for them for years, and he's constantly away from his wife and his kid. Uh, his wife's Queen Latifah in this movie. Um, and he finally gets a job as an assistant coach. And as things go, the uh, the owner of the Sixers in this movie is an older gentleman, and he dies almost immediately. It's Robert Duvall. Um, the club is taken over by his son. He immediately demotes Adam Sandler's character back to being a scout, and he's real pissed off about it. Uh, he's traveling overseas. You know, he's watching all these talents played by most of them are like actual basketball players, uh, NBA players. I mean, um, he's watching these guys in games, and he's not impressed by anybody. And he finds this kid playing street ball that's just incredible. Uh, I would pronounce his name, but I would just butcher it. I think. But he's, he's a real NBA player. Uh, I think this is his first acting gig. Juancho Hernan Gomez, I think is his name. But um, He finds him playing street ball. He brings him back to the States sort of against the 76ers' wishes. Uh, he's got a domestic violence dispute in his past, and they don't really want him on the team. So Adam Sandler puts the bill kind of unbeknownst to the player. Uh, and it just goes into their story of him trying to get him ready for the NBA, trying to get him into the combine, uh, him kind of butting heads with the number one pick who he plays against and doesn't really do well against. But, you know, it's a rocky story, so he kind of, you know where it's going. Uh, he shows up and ends up proving himself in the end, and Adam Sandler proves himself as well. And, you know, feel good. It's a different role for Adam Sandler, and, you know, I didn't really think he was still 
or I, I don't know. I didn't really anticipate this movie being anything real great, and I, I really enjoyed it. Glad to hear you did as well, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I love this movie. Uh, the the on court scenes are so well done because they used again like real real NBA players, so the the athleticism was like seamless and like really exciting. Uh, and the fact that uh, our our co-lead was able to act and be an athlete was pretty impressive. But yeah, he was awesome. I mean, all the all the nostalgia nostalgia with the Sixers and being filmed in Philadelphia. I mean, that that definitely gives it the edge for us. I would like to think if it wasn't the Sixers, I would still enjoy it. But I mean, that 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 does. I think it's pretty biased. It. Like, heightened them. it. Yeah, it's a good word for it. A lot of the training scenes, they're running in Maniunk, like up the hills. Like, oh, shit, like, I know where they're at. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, or a, a few current Sixers making appearance. Uh, I like yeah, a lot of the, the behind the scenes stuff where they were actively, actively trying to get uh, Joel Embiid to just make an appearance and he refused. Uh, because he didn't want to be, he, it was filmed during their season, so he didn't want to be distracted. To the point where the director and execs like took him out to dinner to really try to convince him, and he's like, "No, he's like, I'm not going to be distracted from the season." And I was like, "Embiid, I love you." I also love how they very actively and purposely snubbed Ben Simmons, which I thought was just hilarious and awesome. Uh, he is not mentioned. Like I mean, it is the current Sixers. This, this movie came out in uh, 2020, and so it, he wasn't even mentioned. Nothing, which I thought was great. Uh, no, they they had a, a Toby Tyrese Maxey was in it. Uh, they talk about Embiid a bunch, uh, and I, there, there was a couple of the other role players that were there, but a lot of the big guys. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Embiid, I think it's the closing scene, does the jump ball. And that was filmed mm -hmm. after the Sixers season and last minute edited in. But didn't have any like on-screen speaking scenes or anything. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a really well put together movie and a fun watch. And I think we're going to do a sports uh, war games at some point in the near future and... This is definitely going to be on my list. Oh, and the other the other player I want to mention, uh, the guy who plays Kermit, the like prospective number one draft pick, is played by Anthony Edwards, and he does like an awesome job as the villain. Oh yeah, the, the villain, the NBA player. Yep. Oh, Pete, Pete, Sean, I mean uh, Pete and yeah. uh, Jeff. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I have not. I have definitely, not. definitely a good movie. I thought, I thought that the, um, again, I don't want to butcher his name, but the Spanish basketball player, his acting was amazing for being that he's not an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought he hit with the emotion and the, and comedy too. Um, uh, didn't make my list, but I'm not mad at it. If it wasn't a Philly movie, I would be mad at it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can see that. And then I, yeah, I can the way that, yeah. that they did the end for, I, still I, mean, I, I guess spoilers don't matter, but, but where he goes, 
That kind of was a gut punch. I was like, ah, really? Yeah. But that's that's the. It could have been anybody. For so I imagine they filmed that scene when the Celtics were in town. Yeah. Ugh, that 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 hurt me. But Jeff, you gotta watch this. I I, you will dig it for sure. Yeah, you'll like it. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I just scanned through the cast while you guys were talking about it. It's like they pulled everybody that was from Philly that they could. Oh yeah. Uh, the direct the directors from Philly. I'm looking through it. Like Iverson, Beanie Siegel, Freeway, Aaron McKee. That's the whole Sixers squad. It's like yeah. Geez. Well, this was also produced by LeBron, right? Yeah. Urkel so, is also in it. Yeah, Urkel I saw. <laughs> uh, Pat Carocci, former owner of the Sixers, mm-hmm. uh, or president, I should say. He wasn't the owner. They didn't pull uh, any punches. Jay, Jay Wright's in it. He's like, holy smokes. Yeah, uh, Boban, Marjanovic had yeah. a, fun, a pretty funny Kobe. scene in the beginning. And he's not even, Maybe. he doesn't play himself, apparently. No, no. He's a oh. prospect that he goes out to scout, and he's like, I'm a 24-year-old. And Adam Sandler's character is like, really? Really? <laughs> you don't know. He's Bobby. All right. Well, this is an interesting turn of events here because we're going back-to-back sports movies, folks. Number seven, Vinny is pulling out The Longest Yard from 2005. Yeah, I had to, I had to pivot here a little bit. This was... Uh couple spots lower on my list, but I was really banking on playing Hustle here. Uh, but I really love this movie. Uh, growing up, I watched the OG Longest Yard with my father. Uh, my dad would go on streaks of watching the same movie over and over again for months at a time. And this was definitely a selection in my youth where he just watched it a ton and loved the OG. And I think this is a very impressive remake of uh, The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler taking the reins as uh, the main character, main hero, if you will. Uh, But Burt Reynolds getting a callback to be the coach of the prison team. So if you don't know, um, man, IMDb with another very brief synopsis. Prison inmates uh, form a football team to challenge the prison guards. So, Adam Sandler is uh, a hotshot, uh, I don't think they call it NFL, but football quarterback, uh, Paul Crew. He gets in a hilarious DUI accident after uh, finding out his wife is either leaving him or cheating on him or both, and gets sent to prison and forms a football team with the inmates to face off against the guards and it blows up into a whole big thing where it's going to be televised. Uh, they are greatly outnumbered as far as athleticism and experience. The guard football team, I guess, plays in some kind of uh, organized team and the team that Burt Reynolds and Adam Sandler put together and Chris Rock is, you know, hodgepodge crew of very unathletic dudes with a few a few guys uh mixed in that are highly athletic and the way they recruit them and everything it's it's all very amusing and very funny crazy cast in this movie let me go down the list here 
So, I can tell you right off the top of my head. It's like Kevin Nash, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bill yeah, you Goldberg. Got, you got wrestlers Bert galore. Nelly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, hate Michael, I hate Michael Irvin just as an Eagles fan, but he's great in this. Um, Terry Crews throwing Terry out Cruz. Um, Joey Diaz, David Patrick Kelly, Tracy Morgan, um, right. William Fishner. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a fun cast, and and they're they're split. You have the good guys on the inmates team, and then the other half with the guards, and it's also funny that like, they have all these antics they work in. Uh, with them plotting against each other and sort of cheating and the 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 football like the on field stuff is ridiculous but a lot of fun to watch uh, and like I said I think, I think my favorite part is how Adam Sandler is recruiting these guys to be on the team. There's a lot of funny stuff with that uh, when he has the basketball match when. Doing uh, the ping pong with the huge dude to get him on the team. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's a really good remake that sticks to the the bones of the original, but adds some like modern flair and differences, and it works. I mean, it's on cable all the time, and if I'm flicking through the channels, and this happens to be on. Uh, I'm probably staying on it because there's so many good parts of this movie that I'm willing to stick with and and rewatch. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, it's so it's been a really long time since I watched this movie. I I remember liking it a lot though. I I'm not think sure I need it. I think I need to rewatch this movie because this is like top five on a lot of people's Adam Sandler list, which is like, and I see that and I'm like, what? But I've only seen this movie once. Oh yeah. You got to give it a rewatch. And I didn't dislike it, but to me, it's just like a Passover. No, Uh, this, I mean, so a lot of the uh, funny parts and quotable parts are the supporting cast. Um, But Adam Sandler's character has like a lot of wit and he's the leader of yeah. everything. I mean, he he pulls yeah. together the the guards being the villains. He like leads all of that like working, and obviously he leads the inmates in their team. So like he's like pulling all this together, even though most of the funny lines and scenes are the supporting cast. Is both Goldberg and Stone Cold in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stone Cold on the, on the guards, Goldberg on the inmates. Right. Yeah. And it works great. Steve Nash is on the uh, guards and part Kevin of their... Nash. I mean, I'm Steve Nash, Jesus Christ. Um, Steve part, Nash. Part of their uh, ploy um, for the back and forth, like trying to get the edge, they're giving him um, hormones. So he gets like very feminine in the middle of the movie and oh, yeah I think I kind of remember that yeah it's it's good well I'm in a real pickle uh oh where we at six, we're at six here yeah mm-hmm. 
I want to go with one movie and trust that someone else is going to put... I feel like it's low. Pete, if it helps your decision, I'm not worried about spoilers, but with four, I'm going with something that you will not be. Oh, boy. Well, oh, that could just mean he's not putting a comedy. All right. I'm actually a little nervous. This is a tough top six. <laughs> I'm just waiting on picks, baby. Trying to make decisions. Trying to make I'm just, moves. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just worried that this is higher on your guys' list. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we have the number six pick. And it is. Man, I feel like when this came out, it was very decisive. Uh, this movie plays on the rewatch. Yeah, I agree. A uh, little Nicky from 2000. And I will I will agree because it did take me a couple of watches to fully appreciate it. Good spot for it. Uh, All right. Maybe that's my problem. Like, maybe I need some more rewatches. This one does not click with me. I don't like it. All right. So I'm glad I put it here because... Um, all right. So basically... Uh, Adam Sandler, little Nicky, is one of three sons of Satan, and Satan is dying. He's played by Harvey um, Keitel. Harvey Keitel, and uh, uh, actually, he's not dying. He's supposed to retire, and then he's supposed to announce his successor. And he announces that uh, he's going to stay on, but then uh, two of his sons. Uh, played by Reese Ifans, who you recognize from like a million movies. Um, I think recently he's actually been in that um, Game of Thrones spinoff, uh, but he's also the kicker in uh, The Replacements. Um, he, he He's just one of those. He's I think he's Welsh. Uh, he's just in a ton of things, kind of character actor. Uh, um... Tom Lister Jr., also known as Debo from the Friday movies, and also wrestled Hulk Hogan back in the day. Um, so they escape hell, and their goal is to bring hell to earth. And with uh, the sons out of hell, um, Harvey Keitel starts basically melting and losing body parts and dying slowly. So little Nicky has to go up to earth to capture his brothers in a flask and bring them back down to hell. And he falls in love with uh, the gorgeous Patricia Arquette. Uh, and we love her. Big fan on this pot. This podcast is a big fan of Patricia Arquette. And, um, uh, this is one of the movies that you get um, to know some of the uh, OG Sandler crew 
Um, you're not going to know their names uh, when I say them, but Alan Covert, Peter Dante, Jonathan Luran, uh, Robert Smigel, who is the voice of um, Triumph, the Intel Comedy Dog, is the voice of Beefy, who's kind of like the same character, a pug that is, has a lot of <laughs> attitude. Um, but you also have uh, Kevin Nealon playing the Gatekeeper of Hell. Uh, you got a uh, random, uh, uh, super random uh, cameo, but uh, Quentin Tarantino as like the super uh, Armageddon fearing uh, random preacher on the street. Um, Blake Clark, AKA Sean's dad from Boy Meets World, who's also a, cl- uh, who's also a classic uh, Sandler recurring character, plays Jimmy the Demon in Hell. Um, anyway, this just, first of all, he's, it starts off, this movie zooms in on, uh, little Nikki listening to running with the devil, I think, right? Like in his room in like hell's castle, he's a big metalhead. Um, and then, uh, so his two boys actors that like are in all his movies, um, are awesome in this movie. They played two just like Hesher metalheads. And the, the joke that my buddy Davis and I always loved is uh, they, they play a Chicago record backwards and it says like, we will consume the souls of the innocent. <laughs> and it's like the most unassuming band for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Nikki is like, of the three brothers, like he's like, he's like pretty innocent. Like, like he's not as evil as his brothers who are trying to bring hell to earth. And, uh, like at one point he tries to like transform a, a a Coke can into like piss or something. And the, and this guy drinks it. Like he's like, this Coke tastes like Pepsi. So all he can do is with his evil is turn the Coke into Pepsi. Um, but, uh, trying to remember, is, is she listed here? Um, anyway, eventually Nikki turns to good, uh, and his wife, or his mother, who's an angel in heaven, uh, you know, helps um, with the help of uh, also Ozzy Osbourne comes and bites the head off of his brother, who's turned into a bat. Um, just an all-around good time. Uh, for metalheads and comedians alike, uh, lots of funny references. Uh, <laughs> he has a crooked face because he was hit in the face with a shovel. Um, I'm a big fan of this movie, so I'm, I'm actually glad because I'm glad because I feel like I would have gotten gripe if I had made, if I had tried to put it higher on the list. But um, yeah, solid solid film. Yeah, I mean, I I expected it to be definitely on the list. Uh, if not even higher, and I wouldn't have been mad. I mean, people love this movie. I, I don't know why. I've seen it a few times. Um, it just for some reason doesn't click with me, and it, it um it hits all those notes um that you mentioned, Pete. And I don't know. I mean, I I haven't watched it recently. Uh, it's been a, a long time since I've rewatched it, but maybe I should because. Maybe that's what I'll take a little break from it and then diving in. I'll, I'll have a newfound appreciation for it. 
I think this movie gets a little bit of a boost too because he's a metalhead and that's like kind of our thing. Uh, yeah, I can see it definitely falling out for a lot of people who like don't get a lot of the references and stuff like that. Right, exactly. Uh, but it's a good movie. Uh, a lot of fun. It's also, I, I it came I, out... I, I probably need to rewatch this too. It's been a long time since I watched Little Nicky. So it came out in like 2000. So like there's a... There's also just like a awesome amount of like, you know, like nostalgia in it for us that grew up. Like that was like, you know, we were, I don't know, 12, 12 to 15, some of us. So was this the last yeah. like really silly movie he did? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I can't believe, Pete, that you referred to Blake Clark as Sean's dad from Boy Meets World and not appeal to Vinny and call him the hardware store owner from Home Improvement. <laughs> well, the, the other uh, the other guy I would have called him is the assistant coach from Waterboy. Yes. Well, Farmer Fran. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the guy, the random guy from uh, Joe Dirt that tells him home is where you make it. Well, that's, he he's says, the same. He's the same character. He's it, right, exactly. And he thinks that he says that he likes to see Homer naked. Will yeah. <laughs> Papa not day? His role in Home Improvement <laughs> is uh, peak. Peak. Yeah. In what? Home Improvement. Peak. Yeah. The, the, Doesn't he end up having like a heart attack? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that... he dies and leaves the hardware store to Al him or some shit. I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. him and Al's dynamic were great, and and and, and him and the wife were always fighting and yelling at each other. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, from a fun one to a not so fun one, John had to bring the party down at number five. Rain over me. Oh, really? So I don't. I put this here. Because, well, I think it's a top five movie for Adam Sandler, but if Pete wants the money in the bank, it, I won't be too sad about it. But I think this is Adam Sandler's best performance in a drama. Disagree, highly. It might. In a drama? In a drama, yeah. Uh, Don't forget about number four coming up. Yeah, I know what you're going to go with, but I, don't know, I think this is his best performance as a as a drama. Uh, definitely, definitely the most sad. It's yeah, man. It's very one dimensional. He you did think? a he did a thing that you know was like attached to the the notes of the script. I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. I actually think your number four. I don't really like. We'll see. Uh, yeah, anyway, this movie, uh, was one of the first movies, I don't think it was the first one, but where he started taking more serious roles. It came out in 07. Um, Adam Sandler plays a character named Charlie Feynman, whose wife and daughters and dog <laughs> died in the September 11th attack, attack uh, in the plane crash, um, in one of the plane crashes, anyway. 
Um, and the movie actually, it really revolves around Don Cheadle, who was his college roommate, um, running into him. He, he knew him in college before the attack. They went their separate ways. Adam Sandler got married, had kids and a family, and was living a happy life in New York. Um, and they didn't have a falling out, but fell out a little bit. Um, and Don Cheadle runs into him on the street years later, and he almost comes across as he's completely disassociated after his family died from his previous life. And the movie revolves around Don Cheadle trying to basically bring him back from the brink. And he's living pretty much on the edge. Um, he lives in a rundown apartment that he's constantly redoing because his wife wanted to redo the kitchen. So he's remodeled it like dozens of times. And, uh, he, well, he wears his headphones because he's seeing constant reminders of his family and, he wears his headphones so he can listen to these songs that take him away from that sad place. And, you know, uh, Don Cheadle's character ends up getting him to see a therapist after a lot of trial and error. Um, and it kind of tracks his path to redemption and bettering his life and dealing with the trauma that uh, happened to him. So it, the whole movie deals a lot with trauma and it's a very different character that Adam Sandler normally plays there's there's not a whole lot of fun in this movie although there are funny moments and you know there's stuff to laugh at but a serious movie deals with a lot of trauma it's a real downer but there's also some redemption at the end and uh one of his finer acting acting performances in my opinion and if you want to cry I, I, I watched this movie I cried like four times yeah like that's I mean again that Maybe this is another one I have to rewatch because I, I watched this once and it's like one of those one and dones where I'm like, um, you can't say you enjoyed what you watched. I appreciated what I watched, uh, but it was such a downer and I was so bummed out that I, I didn't want to revisit it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know that you want to revisit this movie. Uh, I think it tells a story that's worth telling and I really appreciated Adam Sandler's role in it. But I still think the performance itself, compared to some of his other dramatic roles, is kind of one-dimensional. Like, he's just, you know, rightfully so, according to the, the character that, that he's playing in the script, a very yeah, he's just depressed broken. dude. Broken, broken guy, yeah. Yeah. Pete, thoughts? Yeah. Oh, it's a good movie. Uh, probably only seen it the one time, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna cross it off. All right. Yeah, it's got it's got a good cast. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith plays his wife. Uh, Liv Tyler's the young therapist. Uh, Don Cheadle is really really good in this movie. Yeah, Don Cheadle's great in this. Yeah. Uh, Donald Sutherland is the, the judge they end up seeing later on in the movie. Um, and a bunch of familiar place, uh, faces along the way. Did you re uh, rewatch yeah. this for the episode? Yeah. Okay. And I still I cried. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Still, Don't blame still me. hurts.
All right, let's end this with some fun ones, though. Well, I'm waiting. Hold on, let, awesome me, let, me send, let me send a little text here. Stupid autocorrect. All right. All right. Okay, number four. Um, I hate to admit this, but I saw this movie three times in the theater. Well, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. I, 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 hear that I story. don't know. It was one of those movies where, like, it was, like, the summer or early fall or something. So my mom took me and my sister to see it. And then that night, a group of friends wanted to go see it. And then, like, the next night, another group of friends wanted to go see it. So, uh, so number four from 1998, The Waterboy. Oh, I pivot. said a drama. I uh, did a very big pivot. <laughs> very big pivot. All right. So the water boy, if you don't know, oh, you have oh, you have me all. Mm. Sorry, I, I had to pivot last minute, based on the last selection, based on the vibes well, I'm getting from you, Pete. I, did, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't money in the bank him because I was gonna money in the bank you. That's why I pivoted. Yeah. That's why I pivoted. I, I sensed it. I, I could tell from your on the hotline's tone it was coming, so I pivoted. Yeah. All right. A water boy for mine, college football. Was, huh? My, mine was better than yours. No, it's definitely not. What, what you were going to put it for, yeah, it was. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. don't forget, I have the number one. I you sound wedge. You wouldn't do that. Mm. A water boy for a college football team discovers he has a unique tackling ability and becomes a member of the team. IMDb just kills it with these uh, synopsis. Right to the point. Um, I mean, this is this is easily top five for Adam Sandler. It's a it's a completely unique uh, comedic performance, like nothing we've seen before. Uh, it's I guess to our woke standards, a little bit controversial for what they're doing. Maybe. No, he's just a homeschooled. Yeah, they're they're doing a little something there. Uh, I think so. You have Kathy Bates, who is just a gem. You have Henry Winkler as the coach, who is just great. Fantastic. Um, what's the other coach's name? Jerry Reed. Who, the two of them going back and forth and with Jerry Reed yelling at Adam Sandler. I mean, there's, there's so many good scenes in this. The Obviously, the uh, professor scene with the uh, crocodile and him getting scared. I, I mean, there's this... So much quotable moments. And then we have our dude from Home Improvement as the great assistant coach. Um, it's silly. It's a fun-loving story. I mean, I don't know. What do you... Clint, Clint Howard? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Joe Montana. 
Yeah, I mean, like, what do you say about Waterboy? I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's a classic. Captain Insano. Big Show. Captain Insano. Big Show makes an important appearance. I think Clint Howard has the best line in the movie. The Lord did not bless me with... (laughs) Uh, The Lord did not bless me with good looks or even a fully functioning brain. (laughs) (laughs) Cruise the box, uh, Loki babe. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. super psycho in this too. Like she didn't age, she yeah, didn't age yeah. well, but she was good looking in this. I and was still, craft, I was scared of her from um, American History X. The craft and the craft. craft yeah, yeah, the craft got me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she was hot in American History X too. Half yeah, she was. No, she was scary in that. I mean, she was a psycho, but when she starts yelling at Edward Norton and calling him the N bomb. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm talking about before that. <laughs> well, the bang scene. I'm talking, about when, I'm talking about when they were banging. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she was, uh, she was loud. What a throw under one. <laughs> I, uh, there's this one um, kind of sparkling water that I buy sometimes, uh, Saratoga Springs sparkling water that comes in like a blue bottle, and when I drink it, I think about that it's the 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 blue bottle from the glacier that she keeps in her mm-hmm. shirt that Some she revives high quality with. high quality H2O yeah um definitely lower on my list but I'm not mad at it not a lot lower two spots uh, oh is it me actually I didn't write out a top five. I don't know that I would have put this in the top five, but oh man, really? Sean, I wish that I knew what you were going to put it to. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to disappoint you too. I'm really curious mm. what you guys are going to do here. But uh, is my three? I mean, I'm I'm going to put. I want to put my one here because I know it's not either anybody else's one. At least I don't think it is. I mean, at this point, I would just do it because. Yeah, I would just do it. Because I can always. But do I? But do I want to put another movie? And maybe this is Sean's too. And then I don't have to use my money in the bank. Well, your number the your number one is probably not going to be my number two. Well, right, well, it might, might, might mean I have the money in the bank because it has to be on the list. You can't use money in the bank on number one. I know. Okay. But I can't. But there's certain movies that there's I can't. Three, money there's in the three bank. movies. There's three movies that should be in this top three, and I'm worried that Benny's gonna screw it up. All right. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I'm gonna put this. I'm just gonna put this at three. Fuck. Guys act like this is life or death. This is a wild list. I have actually, Pete. I texted Jeff and said, "I hope Vinny or I hope uh, Pete Money in the Bank's my number five, but I want to talk about it anyway." I was really counting on on him Money in the Bank. Yeah, Vinny Vinny had the strategy. Well, yeah, but that kind of messed everything up because that should have been Money in the Bank. I don't think so. But if I had Money in the Bank, that then you would have put. A better movie. What? Yeah, but. Nah. 
Just because it's sad doesn't make it a bad movie. I feel like you guys got to get over that. I'm not. I'm strictly going from it's a better performance. It is a more well-rounded, captivating, better performance. Nothing we've ever seen from this man. I will say Don Cheadle was the better performance than Adam Sandler, but I think Adam Sandler plays a really, really good character in that movie. That sounded good. Yeah, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. So, moving on to number three. From Pete, 1998, The Wedding Singer. I'm glad you did it. <laughs> okay. So, I have one thing I have to say about this movie, aside from it being a top echelon Adam Sandler movie. Um, blockbuster <coughs> video. Blockbuster video. I rented this movie probably 20 times. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why my parents didn't just fucking buy it for me. <laughs> um, but this is the first like real rom-com from Sandler. Like, you could argue that uh, Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison, but not really. I mean, th- there's there's a romantic interest, but that's not the key to the movie. And yeah, I'm a sucker yeah. for a rom-com. And this movie has the right, perfect balance. Um, and comedy intertwined in it all. And it's got uh, music from Adam's original music. Not that it's like amazing, but original music from Adam Sandler. Um, uh, um, you know, he plays live with the band. It goes back to, you know, brings you back to, um, I mean, I'm assuming everyone here listened to the comedy, his comedy records, you know, that were like pre and during SNL times um, where he sang silly shit and, um, uh, great cast in this movie. I mean, obviously Drew Barrymore. Um, again, his buddy, who's the limo driver, Deborah Combs. Deborah Combs. The old man, the drunk at the bar, who I just uh, watched was in Halloween five mm-hmm. or four, five. It, he's, uh, I think it's as the, four. As the crazy as the crazy preacher. Yeah, four, mm-hmm. four. Chasing um, down evil. Uh, and uh, uh, you got George, the transvestite. Mm. Uh, the brother-in-law who's hilarious, who's like in Goodfellas and stuff. Oh, um, and this movie just has, like, the, the longer you think about it, the, the better it is. Um, and the kids who's uh uh, hey Linda, you're a bitch. Um, so I mean, I can't. There's not enough that I can say about this movie. Uh, um, also, uh, John Lovitz kills it in one scene when uh, he's losing his mind. <laughs> I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> um, uh, the old lady that pays him in meatballs. Um, Billy Idol, the 
the heartstring tugger of a song that he sings on the airplane. Um, Steve Buscemi is the drunk um, uh, <laughs> bachelor, uh, uh, groom's uh, best man, I guess, right? And uh, Sandler ends up having to save that. Um, yeah, just... I would argue that the whole Love Stinks uh, scene might be Adam Sandler's best monologue. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Sir, if you have one more outburst, I will strangle you. <laughs> I will strangle you to my microphone. <laughs> so good. Um, so, yeah, okay. I This is number one for me for nostalgic reasons, though there's plenty of other movies. So I'm glad I put it here because it wouldn't have got up to the top. And Anyway, um, I don't think anybody's mad, right? Oh, no, nope. not at all. Where was this on your guys' list? This fell in at four for me. Yeah, I probably would have had it right here. Okay, cool. All right, Sean. You're basically picking the number one pick by whatever choice you make here. I think it's a a damn good spot. Can I I drop one more line from this movie? Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, Love Courtney. When he says... Um, uh, oh, hey, you're that wedding singer whose parents died. He's like, that must have sucked. He's like, no, no, it was great. It was fantastic. And then he's like, and then he, he says something about it. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm having an Alabama slammer. He's like, yeah, why don't you have like three, four more of those and then, you know, drive yourself home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. All right, where was I at here? Ah. So, yeah, this is this. This is, I think, a good spot for this this movie at number two uh, from '96. Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, best, I think best golf movie ever made. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, best Better than Caddyshack Two. <laughs> Revenge of the Groundhog. Yes, love that. See that. I think how you feel about the wedding singer is exactly how I feel about this movie. It's just like oh, great I, nostalgia. Yeah, I, yeah. I still dress like him, uh, like <laughs> in this movie, just wearing like a shitty flannel over a shitty t-shirt with a shitty sports cap. Yeah, I mean, some of my favorite—I I don't want to interrupt you, but some there's parts of this movie that I love that like aren't even like that are under the radar for a lot of people. That are just like, uh, I mean, again, another movie I watched so many times. Yeah, I didn't even look anything up because I don't really need to look anything up. Uh, Adam Sandler's a hockey player, but he's playing golf today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he constantly is doing, I think everybody knows this movie. Uh, he's a failed hockey player that's always doing tryouts, but he has a anger problem and he keeps getting, he just can't make a team. Uh, ends up finding out he's like the best golf. He's the best driver off the tee in golf history. Dude hits the ball like I don't know, an unbelievable amount of yards, and starts winning long drive competitions and local shit, and ends up joining the tour. And um, in an effort to save his grandmom's house, has to beat Shooter McGavin, played by Christopher McDonald, who is also just so awesome as the villain. Great in this villain. movie. Great villain. He's such a good, such a good villain. Uh, Does he ever play a good guy? 
<laughs> he just was, looks like such an asshole. I was just thinking that. Like, no, he's even if he is a, like a quote-unquote good guy in a movie, he's still like a prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like a pricky cop at best. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, yeah, just a real piece of shit in this movie. Just the worst. Um, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Played by the great Lee Trevino, who was, uh, yeah. was a pretty great golfer in his own right. Um, Very quotable the, movie. Oh, endlessly. Um, you've got the great uh, Julie Bowen playing his love interest. Uh, Carl Weathers playing his golf mentor. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Francis Bay uh, playing his grandma. You've got Jaws. Richard, Richard Keel shows up in this movie. Uh, Bob Barker makes an unbelievable uh, cameo performance in this film that gets in a fist fight with Happy Gilmore. I think you've had enough. No. Um, You're large. Now you've had enough. Can't forget about uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah, As the nursing the nursing home. Yeah, my fingers hurt. Oh yeah, well now your back. Yeah, now your back's hurt. gonna hurt. <laughs> From landscaping duty. How about a nice warm glass? Shut the hell up. <laughs> um, You're gonna go to sleep, or I'm gonna put you to sleep. <laughs> I love the scene where he's uh, he's singing uh, the song into the the. The apartment, like speaker. No, the he's like, uh, like so yeah. mm-hmm. and he turns around. There's just like the Chinese woman, like she's like, okay, dude, and she still spends the night. Oh, yeah. you don't want breakfast? <laughs> um, oh, um, shit, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think I've maybe seen this movie more times than any other Adam Sandler film and maybe any other yeah. movie that I've ever watched. It's up there. An all-time favorite for me. Uh, Pete, what were you, you were going to say? Uh, it was a quote I was trying to think of, but no need to dwell on it. Hit it. Oh, uh, you're going to die, clown. <laughs> the common one. It looks like the coolest mini golf course ever, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Great mini golf course. Also, just I, like how how he trains for hockey season and he stands in the <laughs> pitching booth. Oh, so many, so many good 360, 364 more days till next year's hockey trials. I got to toughen up. Like, that's what he thinks is important about hockey is that he can get hit by, you know, softballs in a batting cage. Oh, <laughs> uh, his happy we, place. Uh, we still quote this on the golf course when we go out and play. Like, you miss, you miss a putt and you're just like, oh, you... You too good for your home? <laughs> Tap it in. Just my, just my white ass ball. Oh uh, yeah, piece of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> or he he when they're playing on that they're playing later on in the tournament when Happy starts playing well and he'll make a putt or he makes that like crazy putt. He's like, oh, did, did that did that go in? Oh, I wasn't watching. Did that go in? He'll do that one. You know, I saw it go down. I, I didn't see it come back. The uh, hockey stick putter is 
something everyone should have in their bag. I think it would be legal. Putters are like... I think they make them. Like, putters, you you can pretty much do whatever you want, so... Yeah. Hey, my girlfriend's dead, you know. She fell off a cliff and died. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. This movie's the best. You will not sink this putt. Jackass. 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 I'll be seeing you, know you in lady? the parking lot. <laughs> gold dra- gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Mm. I believe that jacket belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> Can you imagine that guy running after you? God, no. All right. Let me submit uh, this. I'm waiting on Vinny. Oh, uh, you guys really I forced... hold a record. You guys really forced my hand here. I, uh, Sorry, I thought I was gonna get thought I was gonna get money in the bank if I if this is Jack and Jill, I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> no, it's not Jack and Jill. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm tempted to Baby. do one thing, but I I can't do it. Wow. You couldn't pull the trigger on Jack and Jill. I don't know if this is worthy of number one. Oh no! But it's uh, it's definitely top five. Before Happy Gilmore, in 1995, there was Billy Madison. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what, what are you thinking, Jeff? Um, I don't know. Wedding singer could be Happy Gilmore. Could even be. Well, yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah. These, Everything in the top five. Be, yeah. Yeah. All three I was really tempted to go rogue, but I just couldn't do it. I don't. I don't have the the stones, if you will. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in discards. Uh, I maybe I maybe should have put this at two because I don't. It's not my favorite. I don't play my movie, but. So, like you were saying, this is your most watched. This is by far my most watched. With, with Happy Gilmore being a close second, um, I childishly still quote this maybe on an every other day basis, just throughout life. Yep. <laughs> I quote this movie a, a lot. I mean, this and Dumb and Dumber are pretty much hand in hand. Uh, and some, and some very, for me, at least some extremely obscure things from this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the obvious, the obscure, um, the ensemble is different than what we get used to with um, Adam Sandler's crew. Uh, you know, most notably uh, Norm MacDonald and Chris Farley in this one. Mm-hmm. And they are just great in it, especially Farley. I mean, Chris Farley... the. This is probably one of the most fun performances he has other than his, his, you know, main movies. Um, yeah. It's a classic. It's like very it. early Adam Sandler. It's his first, right? I mean, his first, his first off SNL. Well, his first starring role. Yeah. I mean, he has, yeah. he has earlier stuff in his, in his credits, but as far mm-hmm. as coming off yeah. SNL and having his own his own movie. This is this is the the one that kickstarted it all. What 
we don't have to get into synopsis, um, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, very, can we get a very thorough explanation of how uh, <laughs> this movie works? This one, um, sort of like Shooter, uh, Bradley Whitford is like just a yeah, great villain. Even great villain. Even more despisable. Oh my god! Yeah, he's such a wiener. Yeah, he's just a dick. But I, I feel like awesome villain. I feel like he, uh, Sandler does a great job of playing, like what you would be if you were that character, like a twenty-seven-year-old nope. man child. Yeah, I mean, I like him. Him at the table. He's like, actually, this shirt belongs to Steve, and he just lifts it up and says, "Steve." It's <laughs> <a> Steve. Um, <laughs> uh, the whole penguin thing. Um, I mean, I think that you're supposed to assume, even though it's like kind of a kids' movie, that there's like drugs. You know, they're definitely fucked up all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, but uh, the the whole the whole thing with the kids is great. And how he can't, and then when he goes to high school, how he can't, um, like, he can't deal with teenagers, like, because he's just not, in fact, I just said to a coworker the other day, they were like, uh, they're like, hey, Pete, I wanted to ask you, and I'm like, no, I will not make out with you. (laughs) Um, um, Oh, the other ones I like to say all the time are, uh. How about you, Sideburns? You want some of this milk? <laughs> rather, rather have, have a beer. beer. Or, uh, <laughs> R-O-C-K. Rock? <laughs> R-O-K? Yeah, so? R-O-C-K. Oh, the uh, sea is silent. <laughs> I still bust out a, a simple wrong would have done just fine a lot. Oh, Yeah. yeah. A simple wrong would have done just. We're now all a little bit dumber after hearing. Yeah, (laughs) that's what's so good about the movie. It's like every character has some line that you remember. Yeah. So maybe maybe it doesn't. The puppy who lost its way. Um, Eating will not be tolerated, especially if it was with my right wife, who is a dirty, dirty whore. You gotta get your ass out there and find that <laughs> fucking dog. <laughs> I was uh, I was totally prepared for the revolting blob as an answer to one of your trivia. No, uh, I should have. I, I was getting close. I didn't think you guys were gonna get the first one at all. So, oh, I'm I'm pretty uh, <laughs> I'm pretty schooled. I'm pretty well versed. Yeah, I could I could do just Sandler SNL trivia. Oh. So where did Bridget Hurley, Hurley Wilson boy. Sampras go? Mm-hmm. Where is she? What's that? Huh? Oh, Veronica Vaughn. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she did. She was Sonia. Yeah. After the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Sonya Blade. Like I don't really remember her doing much after that. I feel like the, the mid nineties. Uh, she was action hero. Last action hero. Yeah, she was around oh, yeah. big time mid nineties, and then she just. Fell off the face of the earth. I think she just started a family. Yeah, she she kind of dropped off in the early house 2000s. on a haunted hill. 
I mean, uh, yeah, she's if, if you go to her IMDb, her known for filmography is 93 to 99. I'm pretty sure I Googled it like not too long ago. And like, yeah, she just like decided to start a family. Oh, she, uh, no, she did. She did the, the voice of Sonya Blade. In the 2019 Mortal Kombat video game. Oh, all right. Getting a little, uh, getting a little bit of that money. Came out of the woodwork. And then before that, CSI Miami. Oh yeah. So um, another thing that I quote uh, a lot from this movie that, um, in reference to uh, the owner Max of the company I work for. Um, has uh, to do with this one specific brunch that we worked where there was like a um a uh bloody mary bar where people could like make their own skewer of like shrimp and bacon and deviled eggs and like all this stuff to garnish their bloody mary with and we made like a ridiculous amount of deviled eggs <laughs> and max literally took a, tr- a sheet tray like a half sheet tray home with him and we were just like disgusted we're like is he gonna eat those all in one sitting <laughs> i mean i love doubled eggs don't get me wrong but like six six like you're good right <laughs> um and so like, like who would eat 30 bags lunch? <laughs> it was that damn, damn sasquatch, sasquatch. <laughs> um and he does look like a sasquatch and he definitely sat down and ate 30 deviled eggs that day <laughs> god that's correct. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fantastic, fantastic movie. Wow. Some of these movies, I feel like he gets really good. Like Bradley Whitford, like you mentioned, like he was in the midst of like he either he was in the West Wing or was about to start the West Wing when this movie was made. And that's yeah, just, I think like, it was, I think know, it was about to start. Yeah. Um, and the same with the guy that plays his dad. Like, he's a big-time actor. Uh, this, again? Was toward, this was toward, like, like the later years of his career, but... Yeah, he was Colchester, the Night Stalker. Yeah, and then he was heart. the guy who was, like, the... Um, he's He's been in a lot of stuff. I can't think off the top of my head, but he was, like, the the guy who worked for his dad, but he was a nice one. Yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah, Carl. Carl. Carl's his name in the movie, but I don't know the actor's name. Uh, Larry Hankin. I mean, he's he's a definite uh, pop up on all sorts of sitcoms kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Friends. Seinfeld. My name is Earl. See them all. So I think this is a really good list. Yeah, I, I think we put together a nice one. So let me just say that the movie that I would have money in the bank. So you were you were thinking about putting uncut gems, right? Yeah, I strongly think that should replace uh, Rain Over Me. Well, either one of those, I was gonna money in the bank. Well, I had I known that you were gonna put Waterboy, and then I was really see this is where I was really confused because I thought. When Jeff, when you sent Waterboy and Jeff didn't say what it was and he said that he saw it in theaters three times, I thought that he was a super 
masochist. <laughs> because I don't know who would go into yeah. no, no one, the no one would go see that movie three times. <laughs> well, I, th- um, I figured that didn't even come out in theaters, did it? Wasn't that just a Netflix release? Yeah, because it was no, during I, the it was during I, the I pandemic. It in theaters. Oh, you did? I thought. Yeah, it came out the beginning of. Yeah, it came out pre-pandemic, like like February of 2020. I thought okay. he was talking about punch drunk, punch drunk love. No, like you saw that three times in theaters. Mm-hmm. Why? What? I didn't see it one time, not in theaters. Um, he said it was a drama. I just was confused. See, my strategy. Anyway, I, I think my I, strategy played against me because if I wasn't, you know, foreshadowing you so much what I was going to do. And I, I was strongly yeah. thinking, like, I, I had it set in my head. I was playing Hustle at 7 and Uncut Gems at yeah. 4. If I didn't reveal that, would you have money and banked Sean for a rain over me? Maybe. I, I was planning on you money on the banking mat, and I was going to throw Big big Daddy in it, but... Oh, um, Big Daddy's a good one. I like Big Daddy. Yeah, I mean, I had, oh. I had Big Daddy at number 2. So uncut gems, I have nothing. I have nothing against that movie except that, similar to, Rain Over Me, I don't want to ever watch it again. See, I do. Um, I I haven't rewatched it, but I want to do a rewatch. That movie. That is probably the most anxiety-filled movie I've ever yes. seen in my life. Like literally in the theater, I was just like I was literally like leaning forward and leaning back and leaning forward and leaning back. Um. And he's such like a piece of shit, but you like are also cheering for him. Yeah, like he's like the um, the perfect anti hero. But to me, that is bottom four for this list. I thought I mean, hustle, hustle was more bottom than this one, as far as dramas go. Well, it was on the bottom. It was yeah, it was number, yeah. 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 Anyway, the movie that I the movie that I would have put in either of those places. Had I had the strategy, would have been fifty first dates. Yeah, that was my number eight. Yeah. I, yeah, I, would have I like bottom. it. I would have had that bottom of the list. I like it. I don't think it's list worthy. I know you're a rom com guy, uh, but it, it, I don't know. It's just trying to recapture the wedding singer to me with some new characters and. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know, Sean. I think it. I think it's bad from Boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> I think it recaptures well, a little do. bigger of a role. And Sean Aston. Sean Aston, yeah. I had um, a feeling, well, I knew the top four was going to be all comedy, so I thought I'd sneak one in at number five, even if you wanted the money in the bank it. Uh, I'm fine with the list how it is. Fine. Either way. I do. Um, I I want, I, I'm, a, I'm not, I haven't seen Hustle, so I can't speak, but I personally prefer a goofy-ass, funny Adam Sandler, and I would have had Zohan on that list for sure. Mm. I ain't like Not that for one. me. I yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I don't yeah, know I what's wrong with these people. On. It's so ridiculous. That's why it's great. <laughs> I do. There are parts of it that I love. I love how, like, ridiculous, like, like how they just, like, scoop the hummus and stir it into their coffee. <laughs> like, and he, like, and he, like, eats it, like, he dips his glasses in it and eats it off his glasses. I like that they pulled the um, the old Sabra Price is Right bit from SNL. You yeah. said this was the Sony. No, no, I said you'd like Sony. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so Click is another movie I wanted to get on, but strategy didn't get me there. Um, 
And uh, so the actual, even though I had number 10 and nine, my actual number 10 was Airheads. But I just like, yeah. as I thought about it. Small role, though. Adam Small Taylor role. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Because even, yeah. even, even, even Buscemi's role is bigger than him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so, like the third. Yeah, definitely the third on that one. I think the um, I think the big miss is Big Daddy. Big I I love man. that movie. He's 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 uh has a really strong performance. It's like heartfelt but also really funny. Has lots of good yeah. uh quotable moments. I think that's where he met his like dr- dramatic roles with his comedic roles yeah, and that yeah. was like the best of it. Yeah. I would have put that at number four instead of the water boy. You know who else is in Big Daddy, who we've talked about on this podcast before? Tony Baloney from Crocodile Two. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plays his dad. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. so I'm uh, sitting here trying to say he had a character on Married with Children as well, but I can't remember his name. Because uh, it was him and his son was uh, Matt... Um, uh, Jesus Christ, not Matt. Matt LeBlanc, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do we um, have any um like loyal uh fans of the Cosby show? Is that, I mean obviously I've I've watched Cosby Cosby show, but uh Adam Sandler has a four episode role in that show that I don't really? recall. Mm. His his first uh credited never... thing on IMDb is the the Crosby show, four episodes. Huh. Hmm. I don't know what he was doing on it. But... Yeah, not aware. Mm-mm. Hmm. Uh, my favorite quote from Big Daddy is actually Rob Schneider when he says <laughs> to the kid, whenever you come to my restaurant, never order BLT. <laughs> which is which is hilarious when you dissect it because BLT should be the safest thing on any menu. <laughs> so you wonder, it's probably like ordering drugs or something from the restaurant. I don't know. <laughs> Goes together like lamb and tuna fish. Um, also, just uh, quit messing with the delivery guy. It's not his fault he can't read. <laughs> nothing tugs on the heartstrings like a kid being dragged away yelling, but I wipe my own ass. Oh, that's, that scene <laughs> upsets me. <laughs> and then he responds and he's like, me too. I know. I know you do. <laughs> hip hop. Uh, hip hop anonymous. I'm actually surprised. I was going to say, I'm, I'm surprised Vinny didn't put on Anger Management. I feel like that's a movie that you probably like. Uh, that I do like that movie. It uh, missed my list by a few. I'd put it at like 12, 13. That seems right. But, but like that's another one where at least I feel that Adam Sandler doesn't steal the show. That's all. That's yeah. all Jack in that one. So you were asking about Goofy. So he went back to some Goofy roles. Where did you ever? Any of you guys seen um, "That's My Boy" with? Um, yep, that's out of control. It's so bad, but it's so hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, that's, but it's not good. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't it's even worth watching it. if you haven't seen it. Yeah, like yeah. that's how that new Halloween John is. Like it's it's really bad, but I was like captivated <laughs> and laughing Have at certain parts. Again? Huh? Have you watched it again? No, I only watched it once. 
a lot of people are talking about how they liked it on the rewatch. Okay. I mean, like, there's a ton of callbacks that make it worthwhile alone. Yeah. I don't really want to watch it again. Same. Um, I haven't really kept up with his comedies uh, over the years. So, like, looking at this list of the his IMDb, I haven't watched a lot of his movies. So, there's, things, care. there's certain things that, like, if I were to ever, like, sit down, because I'd never hear him talk about this. Um, and, and I assume that it's just, like, a thing, like, names from growing up. But, like, O'Doyle comes back in so many of his movies. So did like, Sugarman. So, so I think that O'Doyle it must have been, a, like, a kid that bullied him growing up, and so he just keeps using yeah. that. Um, and then... Um, there's another one. Um, shit. It doesn't really matter, but he has a lot of like names that he reuses. And, um, and I just want to like ask him about that and be like, cause I think that's, cause I, I notice little things like that. You know, when I, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like Tarantino with candy apple cigarettes and, and having those little Easter eggs in there, like to connect all those movies. Um, cause I also it's- like in, um, one of the reasons why I like um, Fifty First Dates is that um, uh, the doctor, who's played by Dan Aykroyd at the Memory Institute, he makes the, he makes the connection. He's like, "Oh, uh, Callahan, Callahan Auto out of Ohio funds the, you know, the research for this, so it's like connects it to Tommy Boy and um, all that stuff." I, don't know. It, I like to pay. I like I like paying attention to those little things. No, I noticed that too because I watched Hustle and Rain Over Me uh, within the last week, and Sugarman was the name of his lawyer in Rain Over Me, and then Sugarman is his name in uh, Hustle. So I clearly that has. Okay. Yeah. I don't. know. You're right. He he like reuses names for whatever reason. Shugs. Uh, not that this ever would have made the list, but Hotel Transylvania is a great animated uh, Halloween. Movie. Oh yeah, I watched it with my niece. Yeah, I mean it's a kids movie, but it's an awesome. Uh, yeah. Also, both grown-ups movies. Like, I want them to make a third. Yeah, they're, uh, they're fun. They're <laughs> dumb. They're, they're dumb, certainly man. dumb. Yeah. But it's cool to see all those dudes together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Also, uh, I just want to shout out to his Netflix comedy special. It's great, but also like the fucking Farley song brings the house down, brings me to tears every time. Um, we'll probably eventually do a a Farley list or something that includes Farley movies, but um, you know, it's fun to hear those guys reminisce about Farley because I I listen to the uh, fly on the wall podcast with Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade. And they always refer because Spade and Farley shared an office when they were writing at SNL. But like, I love hearing them talk about him because it like, you know, it gives me new things to think about Farley. And that's why I love like hearing Sandler and that song talk about him. But it always makes me a little sad to think about like all the stuff we lost 
like we know ne- there's that we never got um that we should have with farley oh uh, big time you know he, you know he was supposed to be he was supposed to be shrek there's actually you can listen there's recordings of him like he he, he recorded like half the movie before he died he was supposed to be the voice of shrek uh and then i mean you know who knows i mean would it have had the success you know who knows but um you know we uh, even i think about like we never got to see like you know chris, uh chris farley in that like um dramatic role you know like the uncut gems kind of role not the or not not that he would have done something like that but you know what i'm saying he could have um, done it you know, I'm not trying to not trying to bring the mood down, but um, no, I think he certainly but, has. But check out, check out, check out. If you're still listening to this, check out Sandler's stand-up special. He plays a lot of goofy songs on guitar, and then he has a uh, funny and sad and funny about being sad song with uh, about Chris Farley. Um, so that's all I have to say for about about Sandler. I think. Yeah, I mean. I- I think it was a good list. It was fun. And I do think that we should come back with a, maybe a... I don't know how many Happy Madison movies there are that don't have him in it. I know that there's a decent amount. But even just if we do, like, Chandler Crew, like, Spade movies with... Ah, uh, yeah. Um, with... Uh, and and uh, Rob Rob Schneider movies and, like, that kind of thing. Kevin James, yeah. I mean, we, we can also just do... Um, I mean, this list would have to be massive, but um, SNL alumni movies. I mean, that's crazy. But yeah, that that's a big list. But Might have plenty of possibilities. Parties. Many yeah. an episode to come. All right. So coming up, we have a Watch Us or Die. Uh, what's the film called again? Oh, I have the it written down in front of me. The Japanese Evil Dead. Yeah, Japanese Evil Dead. Newly streaming on a... Shutter. It's got a it's got a long funny name. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. It's a bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I just can't can't wait to watch that movie. Bloody. What is it? Bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Straight out of 1995, the Japanese cult classic. And if you've watched Wild Zero like you should have, you, you know what the Japanese can do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, and then we're going to come at you with a modern warfare. Modern yeah, war. Yes, so that's going to be a, probably the most which we're, serious which, heavy which list calling, we've done. Which we're calling anything from revolutionary war to modern day anything with gunpowder up (laughs) how you feel about that sean that should be fun list right anything from gunpowder up yeah i think that'll be a good list because then because Vinny and i were talking about it and i said and then we can we can separate we can do what did i say axes arrows swords oh my yeah for like yeah well you know and if we keep it if we keep it kind of on land we could separate it into an at sea list. Sure. Oh yeah, I would love to do an at sea list. I would Pirate. love to do an at sea list. Well, Vinny just wants to talk about under siege again. No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't even include that. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't even include that. It'd be like a serious at at sea list. 
Uh, but this war movie is less. Oof. Yeah. This one's going to be. It's going to well, be. I always think. I always think this. I always think we should all be on the same page. But I haven't even gotten into the nitty gritty. I haven't even started to look things up. And um, I'd say there should be a pretty clear top five. But who knows? Are we going to do ten? Ten again? 10? I think we should go bigger. I think we should do twelve. I mean, this is a big subgenre. But we'll right, we'll see. We'll we'll iron it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey. You want to sign us off tonight? All right, well, yeah. Um Yeah, so you know, that's the Adam Sandler list. Um thanks to everyone who listened, however long this was. It feels well hold like on, give us a little Sorry. recap. No, it was only two hours. Uh, oh man, I don't want to recap. That means I gotta reach. <laughs> I'm so lazy. All right, number ten. Sorry. Number 10, Bulletproof. Number 9, Chuck and Larry. Number 8, Hustle. Number 7, The Longest Yard. Number 6, Little Nicky. Rain Over Me at number 5. The Water Boy at number 4. The Wedding Singer at number 3. And then number 2 was Happy Gilmore. And number 1 was Billy Madison. All right. So, solid all around, definitely. I concur. Um, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And you heard what's coming up. So until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease. We are the Killer Crowd crew, and we are out of here. And we are out.